and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. One of the most devastating diseases known to mankind is cancer. Suppose you were given the absolute cure to that disease. What would you do with it? Well, the most devastating thing known to man, believe it or not, is not cancer. It is a three-letter word we call sin. Why would I say that? Well, first of all, there are the immediate consequences of sin. Sin, uh, somebody said, will take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. It looks good on the front end, you know. The scriptures say there is pleasure in sin for a short season. And, uh, you know, for example, and this is just a, a very obvious example, all sin is not this obvious, but um, let's say the use of illegal drugs, illicit drugs, you know, the high that it produces, the escape that it produces uh, is, is in some cases enjoyable, I am told, but it's not long before that leads to devastating consequences, even potentially death. Sin looks good on the front end, but on the back end, it is very ugly. It brings uh, consequences that no one really wants. But beyond the immediate consequences are the long-term eternal consequences. Sin separates us from a relationship with God, and we were created to be in relationship with God forever. But sin separates us from God forever if, if in fact, there is not a cure I am so happy to tell you that there is an absolute cure for sin, and it is the gospel. The gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On the previous podcast, Podcast 214, we talked about what the gospel is, and I would encourage you to go back and review it. But in, in quick summary, it is the power of God to salvation. It is the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on our behalf that He, the sinless one, uh, took upon Himself our sin and died to pay for that sin so that if we trust Him, uh, our sin can be forgiven and our relationship to God can be restored. The gospel, the absolute cure to the most devastating thing known to mankind. Well, since we've been given the gospel, what is our response? What is the proper response to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? And I want to talk about that on this podcast. And there are four things that I want to mention that we would do in response to the gospel. And the first one is simply accept it. Accept the message uh, of the gospel. The gospel tells us that we're all sinners and that we all are separated from God and that that separation is spiritual death. And if we, uh, uh, if we don't have the cure, it is eternal death, eternal separation from God in a place that Jesus called hell. It is real. 
that that's the bad news but the good news is uh, the lord came to to forgive our sins if we'll trust him uh, there there's a wonderful story found in acts chapter 16 where the apostle paul and his partner silas in the gospel his partner in the gospel silas were in jail and there was it was a jail in philippi the philippian jail and there was a jailer there and uh, an emergency came about. An earthquake came and opened up the jail, and and the Philippian jailer knew that he was going to pay for escaped prisoners with his own death, and he was in great, uh, uh, he, he was greatly concerned, and um, and he was about to kill himself. And Paul said, don't do yourself any harm. And he said, we're all here. And the Philippian jailer came in and, and uh, fell down before Paul and Silas and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That's the end of verse 30 of Acts 16. <clears throat> and uh, they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. And the scriptures say in verse 34, he brought them into his house and food was served before them and, and rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. You see, they accepted the message. They believed in God. And, and that means they trusted God completely. Romans 10 verses 9 and 13 says that whoever uh, believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth the Lord will be saved. Verse 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then that wonderful verse found in John chapter 3, verse 16, a verse that I am teaching my grandchildren, uh, my, two of my granddaughters have it memorized. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but will have eternal life. There it is. So our first response to the gospel is to accept it, is to believe on the name of Jesus, is to put our full trust in Him, to repent from our sins and turn to Him and allow Him to be our Lord and our Savior, the one who saves us, the one who brings us back into right relationship with God. And if you're listening to this podcast today and there's not been a time in your life where you've turned from your own way and turned to surrender to God completely and to turn to Jesus exclusively, uh, I encourage you to accept the good news of the gospel, the only cure for your condition, for all of our conditions, for sin. But then there's a second response to the gospel for those of us who have trusted Christ, and it is this. Live it. Live it. There, there's a great passage found in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. Verses uh, 13 to 16, listen to the word of God. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works." And glorify your Father who is in heaven. 
So there is a good word to us to live out the gospel. Let men see. You're the light of the world. The light who is in you, Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, shines through you. And let men see that. Let them see your good works. Let them see the change that God brings uh, into your life through the power of the gospel. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12 says, Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. In other words, the, the, the world that doesn't know Jesus, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation or in the day that God wants to save them. And so there is another good word from the Word of God about uh, living out the gospel. If you're truly saved, if you truly have trusted in Jesus Christ and He's truly forgiven you, uh, your life will begin to change. It doesn't all change overnight. We're in a process until the day we go to heaven. But uh, we are a different people, and God is constantly changing us. And so uh, response to the gospel is to live it every day in our lives. And then the third response is to share it. Uh, Matthew 28, 19, Jesus gave us a mission as long as we're on this earth, and it is to make disciples. Well, uh, a disciple is a follower of Jesus. How do people become followers of Jesus? Through accepting the gospel. When they accept the gospel, then they begin this process of discipleship, of, of being disciples, of learning from Jesus. That's what a disciple is, a follower of Christ, a learner of Jesus Christ. If we're to make learners followers of Jesus Christ, we can't do that. The gospel is what changes people. We just give the message. Share the gospel. great example of that is found in Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 8, uh, Paul, uh, before he was saved, was persecuting the church, and a great persecution was there. And it says that the, the, the believers were scattered out of Jerusalem, all through Judea and Samaria, everybody except for the apostles. And verse 4 says, those who have been scattered went about preaching or sharing the word. Actually, literally sharing the good news of the word. That would be the gospel. Uh, these persecuted believers. It wasn't the leaders of the church. These were just everyday believers that were scattered because of persecution. They didn't hide their light under, uh, under a basket, but it says they went everywhere sharing the word, proclaiming the word. What a great example. 1 Peter 3.15 tells us that we are to uh, sanctify the Lord in our heart. In other words, set Him aside as the Lord of our life. Allow Him to be Lord of our life and always be ready to give an explanation for the hope that lies within us, even under persecution. Ready to do it with gentleness and with, with reverence, with respect. We are to share the gospel. And then, uh, finally, the fourth thing is we are to, our response to the gospel is we're to guard it. It is under constant attack. Always. Paul, uh, speaking to the Galatians in chapter 1, says, I'm amazed that you so quickly uh, desert him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. It's not a different gospel. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we, Paul said, even if me and my team or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we've preached to you, he's to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say it again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. Paul was very serious about that because he realized the seriousness 
of distorting the gospel. And, and the gospel is under constant attack. People changing it. People trying to make it a works-oriented kind of thing. A thing where man can pick himself up by his own bootstraps or mix in with it all these other religions when Jesus clearly said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except by me. Jesus is very exclusive His way is very exclusive. There isn't several ways to God. There's one way to a relationship with God, and that's through Jesus Christ. And so if anyone in any way begins to water down or distort the gospel of Christ, uh, that is, that is, it says, let him be a curse, cut off. And Jude chapter, uh, excuse me, there's only one chapter in Jude, (laughs) but Jude verses 3 and 4 say this. In Jude uh, verse 3, it, it says, uh, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common sa- salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you, appealing to you, that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once handed down for the saints, to the saints. For certain persons have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I need you to contend earnestly for the faith. Contend earnestly for the faith. We are to guard the gospel. Always be on guard that the message is not being, again, watered down, changed, distorted in any way. It is only a, the, a, a gospel of grace by grace alone, through Christ alone, by faith alone. It is a gospel that says Jesus and Jesus only is the way to to salvation, the way to relationship with God. Uh, It is a gospel that says we're all sinners and we all are under God's condemnation, but we can be forgiven through, uh, through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work of Jesus Christ. We need to guard it. So, since we have the great good news, the cure for our condemnation, since we have the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ, let's accept it, let's live it, let's share it, and let's be sure that we guard this precious gospel, the gospel truth. I hope that you have been challenged and blessed by this wonderful truth today. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.